Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Here we are again with another episode, another beautiful day, a gift from the Lord. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, D-Mac. How we doing today, buddy? Doing good, doing good. How's everybody doing out there? Hope everybody's uh, feeling blessed despite what's going on. The Lord still wins. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, Like something every single day, it's so hard to do episodes one time a week because you talk about something and you want to like continue rolling down that path but like in a week span so much news and so much like current events happen and just you know the daily grind of things it's amazing how time's moving right now it really is i can't believe it's almost the end of july it's the end of july and almost august what's going on well and that news cycle is intended that way they can just push things under the rug it's like oh this was happening oh all of a sudden all this news other stuff comes in and now what was a big story all of a sudden is just buried i mean let's just i mean it's something i like want to do news today oh yeah the commanders got sold so yeah see while world war three is potentially on the brink of the, right. the biggest news story that i type in today is about football well hey i love football but this goes back to what didn't we just talk about this in a previous episode about the gladiator games and like keeping people distracted. Like, Oh yeah. It's, it's getting close to football season, which we know here in America is the largest sport and is definitely the most watched and followed, you know, in the sense of like team loyalty and stuff. Like obviously it's baseball, basketball, that, but football really nothing touches football. N- nothing touches football. So because you got college too, you know, you just the whole thing. And, once again, anybody that knows me, I love football. Like that was my life. And football taught me a lot of skills and a lot of things as a person, just sports in general. But, you know, the worshiping of like football and like the sport, like whole, you know, athlete and superstar and all that, it, it is a little bit ridiculous. And, and parts of me are glad that I never entered into that realm of like, you know, making it or having the opportunity while it would have been awesome and cool. And Hey, I'm sure there's plenty of good people. It's just weird that like people all of a sudden idolize you. Cause you're like really good at catching a ball or something. You know, you know what I mean? It, it's a bit, it's a bit odd. Yeah. They're just, I mean, they're just people playing a sport, but like you said, they get built up by the system to be idolized. And a lot of times, unfortunately, a lot of people can't handle all of that and they end up letting it go to their head and they end up destroying themselves in one way or another. Well, yeah, you find, especially in football, because the kids are so young that come into the league. I mean, all people are young when you enter into sports. I mean, <clears throat> it's amazing. You'll, uh, you know, be uh, watching football and they're like, oh, this this season, this player turned 29 years old. They're getting get, they're really getting up there. And <laughs> they, talk, they talk about them like they're seriously about to uh, get the old uh, f- discount at Denny's, like because right. of how old that they, they, they are compared to all the young kids like 19 20 21 just depending on you know how long they stayed in school but yeah you're right because 
that's why they like having these young kids come in is because they don't really understand money. You know, they, they are coming off this, like, you know, in your teenage years, you see all these athletes and the way they live off of Instagram and social media, especially nowadays. But even back in the day, Michael Jordan, you know, there was no, can you imagine if Michael Jordan would have been around today with Instagram and Twitter and everything? Oh my gosh. Like, well, talk- I don't, I don't think his legacy would be the same because, yeah, probably not. Yeah, maybe not. You know, that you were able to hide a lot more stuff. That's very true. Michael, that's a very, Michael that's a very- had some vices. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. And dude. even even with the whole his dad and the yep. gambling thing, there's there's some uh, interesting stuff with old Michael. I mean, uh, that's you know kind of what we're gonna talk about today. It's a little bit not off the rail because what we're trying to expose here every single week is that like the old just translates to the new, like without even having to bat an eye or really look too hard into it. Like obviously there's so much stuff that we presented and so many things that we want you to look into. Like when it comes to biblical knowledge and ancient knowledge for history and factual evidence to prove that Jesus was a real person, that Christianity is a, not just like a cult. You have to establish those truths of history and things that have happened in order to understand why you can trust the Bible as God's word. But like now we're just also trying to expose that God's word is exposing the type of society that was foretold about thousands of years ago by these men and by prophets. I mean, even David, you know, like King David had Psalms out the wazoo that were just talking about like man's downfall will always be like his love for the world and the riches and the Lord needs to be first. Like you can just go through it all. And it's just this continuous warning of don't worship idols and and people and that doesn't necessarily just mean these false gods like we're talking about we're talking about like humans too that's what when god says don't worship an idol or make anybody an idol he's literally saying don't put them above the status of they're just your fellow man yes they've done good and they're part of the upper echelon of society because they make money but at the end of the day they are flesh and blood like you, and they have a lot of power because of the exposure that they have. And so you need to be careful about believing or following them because if they're paid a ton, a lump, sum, huge lump sum of money by a, a, a organization or somebody that has different interests, they will walk in line. You see it all the time. Yep. Well, and going back to worshiping man, you know, that starts with Nimrod and all of those men of renown going back to there and even the Caesars in Rome, they were considered to be like a godlike figure. You know, they held the title of basically emperor, but it was more than just a human type of thing. They were viewed as a, almost a demigod type of status. And so we've always, you know, as humankind wanted to look up for to somebody and even the Israelites, you know, eventually they wanted a king like all the other nations, even though God told them that that's not what you want. Eventually, because God gives us what we want, even if it's not going to be the best for us, we, the Israelites got what they wanted. And Saul, you know, he definitely had his troubles. He was a good guy, I think, but he just didn't have a heart after God like David did because Saul was originally meant to have his family be the lineage for the kings but because he just constantly disobeyed god and didn't put his trust in him that was removed from him yes and i think that uh saul is still you know heavily told about in the bible for this reason that his sons were actually pretty good men too even 
with all this crazy stuff. Cause you know, it's like you said, Saul was a good guy, but kind of just too wrapped up in, in that pride. Like he cared about what people thought way too much. And that's why, and you know, because people would be talking about like, Oh, King Saul only killed, you know, this amount of men, but David killed this amount. And he's like, who, who's this David kid? You know, like he comes from peasants. Uh Like, you know what I mean? He's not even royalty and people are talking about him. Like he's the greatest thing. So yeah, he's letting this young guy like really just, you know, and that, that translates even to the sport world. You know, it's amazing. The new young, talent comes in and then all of a sudden you know your pride it gets really hurt and that's man's ultimate downfall is his pride like not just men like you know men men really have an issue with that that's for sure like men really have a hard time like letting go of their pride as they age or even at a young age you know got they're full of it we've all been full of it at times but you know that happens to women too our pride truly is like i think yeah, for great, women it's like their beauty yeah their beauty or what others and that's part of the 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 commandments don't covet like we're always looking at somebody else and what they've got instead of looking at what we've got and that becomes a huge issue with your faith and with god is because god wants you to see that you just having another day is a huge blessing and that you just being healthy and you know having a roof over your head food and water to eat and drink every single day you already have a ton more people it's like ton more than most people in the world and so it really just becomes problematic when you're always looking at these celebrities and these stars or these idols or people that are accomplishing more than you and thinking you have to be on that level and then that's when pride and jealousy and then you start making terrible decisions because you're trying to reach this status that like just was is not meant to be and and mankind is the one that would so with all this like control and government you know uh tyranny and around the world this is man's fault so when people say god allowed that like god literally said you do not want to have kings and and rulers over your houses because they will come and they will take everything well yeah they'll send your sons to war and they'll take your daughters and all this kind of stuff and it's just it's funny because it's like god gives us what we want and even if it's not the best we think we know what we want and it's like i just don't understand people trying to say that it's like god allowed it by giving us what we wanted but then you know if he doesn't give us what we want then you know he's this cruel and uncaring god it's just yeah, it's god hard. can't it's- win in front of in their eyes Yeah. And and that's why nothing new under the sun. I mean, Mm -hmm. God was telling, you know, Noah, Hey, I'm going to flood the earth because it's so wicked and evil. Noah's going around telling people, Hey, it's wicked and evil. And God's going to send the rain. And they're just like, you're a conspiracy theorist, Noah. You're talking about things that have never happened before. And for a hundred years, right? It was a hundred years that he spent building the ark. So once again, it goes back to like time just being so different, thinking about doing something for a hundred years, your entire life, but that wasn't even his entire life. But they just continuously neglected God and his warnings and him using men to, to warn other people. And so, yeah, that's why you have prophets and like these different people that have been able to give God's word through the Holy spirit of like the direction that mankind is going to go through and is going through and what will happen because God is trying to ultimately take care of us. He doesn't want us to perish. He wants us to thrive and he wants us to have a good life. I mean, during the seven days of creation, he made everything good, but what's not good is sin. And that's the unfortunate reason that we're going to get to a point where 
God's just going to have to, you know, cleanse the earth of all of this evil because it's going to run rampant so much that it'll be like the days of Noah. And I feel like that's really where we're at right now. Like people are just lovers of themselves. I mean, talk, look in Timothy, like all over the Bible, it talks about the end times and what mankind will be like. And I truly believe that with all of this just perversion in, in these things that we watch in these spaces, especially Hollywood, I call it Holly weird we're headed towards a really scary place as a society, you know, with everything. Yes. Well, and to go back to just God, not wanting people to perish, John 14, two says in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you and I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. So in his house are many mansions, right? So it's like there's plenty of space for everybody that wants to go there. And Jesus is going to come back and take us there. But he said himself, if there weren't, I wouldn't have told you this. He was telling us because there's literally space for everybody that wants to come. But unfortunately, not everyone is going to choose that path. And Hollywood, unfortunately, plays a gigantic part in that. And it's a mainstream basically propaganda machine for the occult and even we can get right into it right now and how it's a tied to the occult the name hollywood is literally from the occult so just real quick let's pull up most people don't even know that hollywood is an actual wood from the holly tree which is what the druids and the pagans would use to make uh, to make wands and for their witchcraft and stuff. All right. And so it's so crazy. It's like, really, come on. The literally base of the whole movie industry is based off of druids and witches. Oh, <laughs> and why do they call it movie magic? I mean, they're not trying to hide it from you guys. No. Like people are like, this is old too. You're reaching too far. It's like the name itself. Hollywood is telling you we're using magical, power or magical you know direct well, magic, what is magic it's deception it's yes. sleight of hand sleight of hand getting you to believe something that's not actually happening or something that's mm-hmm. real that's not really real and it's amazing how people like i said don't want to see that the name alone exposes what you know hollywood is involved in and tied to but like i said that's just a. Uh, that ancient knowledge that people don't want to look into or see and study things. They don't want to study words. That's why it's so important to study the word words, because then you begin to understand meaning behind those words. Then meaning gives understanding. You see, and those words aren't chosen randomly without somebody. (laughs) Somebody didn't just say, Oh yeah, let's call uh, the whole entire industry. that will be worth billions of dollars someday after a tree. Like, okay, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) That's a great idea. Yeah, no, okay, we can't be that. You know, this they know what they're doing. So, the wood of the holly tree was used by the druids to make magic wands. The druids believed that the holly had magic powers, which is why they used its wood to make magic wands. Today, certain magicians still create magic wands from the wood of the holly tree. Do you know why the most popular entertainment industry in the USA is called Hollywood? It has to do with magic and mind control. The controllers are using Hollywood to create movies to cast magic spells on people who are not aware of the power of sacred symbols sounds and words hidden in plain sight i mean 
Symbolism rules the world. Once again, if you don't understand symbols, you do not understand the most powerful language on planet Earth. If you say you know English, which is probably the most spoken um, language on the planet, you are just, you know, number two. The most powerful language on Earth is symbolism. Don't That's ever deny that. And it's the oldest. Exactly. Don't ever deny it. And if you reject that, it just shows your lack of willingness to go back into history and see these symbols and see these things. And there's millions of books. There's so many things that, you know, like I said, people that have found out this information that me and Taylor are presenting, you know, like Bill Cooper and people before they had to go to libraries. They had to go and like find this information without Google and like all the, the quick ability to be able to find. So you listening, if you really do want to find it, you are so privileged right now to be able to go find this stuff as quickly as you need to, because you don't need to go read through 500 books to just understand the one thing that they're all saying, which is this new age, like new, New ageism and this mystery school, which go, all ties back to Babylon. Well, and that's why it was hidden for so long. When you have books and printed information, it's a lot easier to hide stuff because you can control that stuff and the availability of it all. There's a finite amount of all these books. And so only so many people can have this information at one time with the internet that you can just freely upload this information. And now it's available to anybody who has that access to the internet. And that's why they're trying to control the internet so bad and scrub it of everything because of the ability for people to wake up. And that's why this information has gone from a smaller, you know, sect of people to now it's almost becoming mainstream information that people at least have heard about it. Cause literally 10, 12 years ago, I had barely ever heard of the Illuminati. Dude, me too. I, you know what I mean? And now I never like, heard that almost word. Almost everybody at least knows or has heard Illuminati before. Well, yeah, because rappers are like singing about it now. And oh, like, yeah. you, and like they're doing TV. Sh- There's tons of shows on Netflix right now that literally oh, will talk about God. it and joke about it. The Family Guy, all of them, Simpsons, like they all will start making fun of it once it's become exposed because they want it to continue to grow. They want people to be curious because the, the key is to indoctrinate people into it because this isn't about making them powerful or giving them riches. Like, obviously, a few select will join and be built up and get all the things that they desire but most of the time it's the the, it's yeah that's the thing is you have to be willing to do the rituals but just getting the idea of that you can expand your consciousness your light like this new age movement that's what they need people into that's why they want this stuff out there because ultimately when somebody starts asking about the illuminati if they don't got somebody like me or taylor or somebody that actually has studied this stuff in depth to know the true origins of it so they take you on a little fairy tale into wonderland and they make you think all these different things and then you have no idea because you've heard oh well it's from this or it's that you know movie magic movie magic exactly look at this what we show you while we continue to hide our hand and so it's actually funny because i have some quotes that i've saved over the years and pictures of quotes of books from these literally people that are freemasons and wrote books like i said these people are writing about it in their books and thing like manly p hall albert pike there's specific people that have really gone into depth about what these people are doing and what they believe i don't know if they're meaning to reveal what they are but but they're they're pretty much telling you exactly what they believe and what their roots are without 
going in de- into d- depth of it unless you read the entire book and start piecing it all together because that's what it is it's a puzzle like they want you to always be after that next mystery mm-hmm. well yeah uh albert pike the book he wrote morals and dogma dude he's was only yeah. designed for 33 33rd degree masons and what happens is when a mason dies technically all that literature is supposed to be returned to the lodge so that information always stays secret but when you have, you know, so many people who are a part of it when they die, if their stuff gets sold at an estate sale or it gets donated, then it gets out to the public. And that's what happens. Eventually, it makes its way out into the public. Once somebody has that information, then it starts to spread a little bit. And Manly P. Hall, not really sure because he wrote, you know, the secret teachings of all the ages. And I don't know if that was initially meant for just the lodge or not, but, you know, Going into that book, if anybody's, you know, ever tried to read that book, that that book's deep, even for, you know, if you're in the know of stuff, you start reading it and it's, it's heavy. Uh this is heavy, like yeah, this is heavy occult and paganism, and like the myth, like the mystery school being revealed about like who they worship. Because in order to join the Freemasons, you cannot be an atheist. You cannot be a person nope. that doesn't believe in a higher power. Like it doesn't matter what higher power you believe in, but they will not accept you into the lodge unless you believe that there is some type of god. All right, that's kind of weird. That's a because weird. Because you premises. have to believe in Lucifer at the end. Well, that's a, exactly if you ever make it that far, and that's what they ultimately tell you. And so that's where they get these initiates, and they will never come up to you. So if you're like, well, I've never heard of them, or nobody's ever told me that they're Freemason, because they are not required to go up to the, the what they call the profane. They don't go up to people who you listening. If you've never been in a Freemason lodge or learned about any of this stuff or been through rituals, you are the profane to them, and they literally really care nothing about you they don't care about what happens to you they don't care about your life they may act like they do but they are not required to tell you anything about that because they believe that you are in the dark that is why they call themselves the illuminated the ones with the information the knowledge and they want to keep it to themselves so they want to only share it with a select few who also want that same knowledge and so in the book by this guy named rex hutchinson rex hutchinson he was a huge 33rd degree freemason in his book a bridge to light he quote i quote the word reveal means to reveal reveal that is to give one explanation and yet to continue to maintain the mystery of the symbol by not explaining it in a full and complete manner (laughs) a mason just told you that they can reveal but to reveal is to also keep something veiled because that keeps the mystery and keeps the person that's like being initiated or trying to reach the 33rd degree of enlightenment that keeps them on the on the chase so that's like scientology with ron l hubbard what was it dianetics dianetics okay dianetics It's, it's such a oh my god like such a pyramid scheme in the way like just buy this and then you can achieve the next level of, of enlightenment or unlocking. And like, by the end of it, it was like him being God or something. Right? Well, yeah. And it, it turned into Scientology, which is now this massive religion, which religion. is heavily in Hollywood. Tom Cruise, Will Smith, Will, lots, lots, of lots of people, lots of Hollywood, lots of your favorite celebrities, lots of, I'm pretty sure Bill Nye, the science guy is a Scientologist. There's even people that, you know, you think you're listening to on YouTube and stuff that like aren't mainstream that are Scientologists as well. Like you need to be careful. These people are everywhere. They truly, it's kind of a cult. <laughs> 
<laughs> like absolutely it, it's if you want to consider some people consider christianity a cult look into scientology and the things that they do to each other and like their own family members if you are a part of scientology and say your kid wants to leave the fa- like doesn't want to be a part of that and the family's involved they just pretty much excommunicate you as yeah. a, they mm-hmm. you literally have nothing like they once again they look at you like the profane like you don't want to be part of this special club you don't want to be part of this elite like group of people that make powerful decisions you are nothing to us it's so sad to think that people are that way but they are they like they truly are and most people won't meet people like that because they keep their circles pretty close in the sense of they won't i've never met a scientologist because they don't go out looking for people that claim christianity as well they know that we are in a much different belief system and we see through what they're trying to preach and teach and if you don't think like you said it's a religion you just got to go look into ron l hubbard and how he started that whole movement it's a religion oh absolutely he saw he L. Ron Hubbard created the whole thing because he saw, unfortunately, how much money was in religions. And yes. so he figured that would be one of the easiest ways. And that's unfortunately a bad part of just organized religion is it can be used as a tool for making money and controlling people and all these things. That's why when it comes to Christianity, having a relationship with Jesus is much more important than the religious religiosity aspect of it, of making sure you go to church and you do these things. Yes, those are all good things to do, but that is not what Jesus taught himself, you know? And that's why the Pharisees who were the religious leaders of that time were so against him because he knew what he was teaching was going to break the dependence of the people on the Pharisees. And they didn't want that. They wanted to keep that control. And so they knew that they had to get rid of him. Yeah. That's why they end up crucifying, which when he went to Pontus Pilate, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was, was a Roman. Like, yeah. He was yeah, the Roman leader. He was the Roman leader because it was what Passover right? or it was Passover. It was Passover that they yeah. got to release one, um, release one mm-hmm. prisoner. And so, yeah, I actually just read this chapter the other day, surprisingly. But uh, yeah, so Jesus is talking about um, who he is. And he says, I've brought everything that I've said to you in truth. Like, I haven't lied. You know, like I'm, you know, he's like, who who are people saying that you are? Are you a king? And he goes, it's coming out of your mouth. You know, like he goes, mm-hmm. I haven't denied who I am and what I am. But I'm telling you right now that I'm not of this world. And that just like threw him for a loop, dude, because like this guy is like, Dude, you're arrested right now and you got people that want to murder you and you're telling me you're not of this world? Like, this guy's just insane. Like, he's just kind of, I think he's a loony. Like, you know what I mean? He's he's almost like wanting to die, it sounds like. And so that's why he actually ended up giving the Pharisees. He's like, I find nothing wrong with this man. Like, you know, you can say what you want to say, but I, I can't find myself to convict him of anything because, remember, he doesn't follow the same laws or the same. Well, like, no, he was a Roman. He was exactly, a pagan. He didn't, he didn't give a crap. And so, but he, like Jesus really even confused him with. His, oh, yeah. With well, his, his wife yeah, was like, well, yeah. you want nothing. Do not 
You yeah, do don't not want this do, guy's blood on what, your hands. And so unfortunately he didn't list, but that he was pressured. Like, you know, I give him a little bit of grace because he was ultimately like he was about to have a city riot if like he didn't kill Jesus pretty much. And it comes down to the fact that yeah, he he put up a murderer and a thief named Barabbas mm-hmm. or Jesus. He said, and I'll release one of them. Who do we, who do you want? And they said, Give us the murderer and the thief, the guy that they knew was gonna terrorize the town and their women, their wives. They'd much rather have that. So that just tells you the state of the human mind when they're so worked up in their own pride and their arrogance and control they will choose a murderer to to come into your own circle before they chose god all right that just shows you the state of humans all right it's very dangerous to trust humans because humans will make terrible decisions and they made a terrible decision that day but it was all meant to be that's why jesus said i'm not of this world he knew that what was coming was was gonna happen and that's why in the garden peter and everybody they actually fled because they were afraid to get arrested you know because they're just like oh god here here we go but one guy did try to cut it he he cut off the soldier yep that was peter that cut off the soldier's ear and Jesus is like, stop, like, you don't want me to go through this. I have to go through this. And he even told me, he goes, if, if I was meant to rule this world, I'd have people fighting. I would not have well, gotten captured down a thousand yeah. angels and <laughs> yeah. take over. If I, I can literally just disintegrate you with my voice. Jesus knew his mission and he fulfilled it, which is thank God him he did it because he was the only one that could do it and that's why ultimately he is the truth the way and we have to believe that he said that because he said that was the truth therefore if it is the truth and whatever you know truth is your truth in my opinion when someone says they're the truth then that means what it means and if it wasn't then he's a liar so you know that's where the faith comes in that i don't believe that jesus was a liar i believe he was the truth Absolutely. I mean, Paul talked about it. There's, you know, we believe what we believe in Jesus. And if it were to be not true, then we would all be crazy. But we got to believe what we got to believe in. Believing in Jesus is the truth that I choose to believe in. And people can say that there's no proof that he existed or there's no way to prove that he's real. Well, Jesus said, Blessed are those who don't see and yet still believe. So, I'm going to go with Jesus and be blessed. I don't need to see Jesus to know he existed in Israel. And he's alive today. And we can go to the Bible with that because after Jesus died and was gone for three days, the disciples were not thinking he was coming back. Even though he told them, he continuously told them, I will be back. They Nothing like that had ever happened. I mean, you know, right? Try know, to think you, about yeah, it. That's what know? I'm saying. I, I get it. I totally get it as a human. Even right now, you know, you tell me as a person, I'll die and then I'll be back a few days later. You're like, uh, okay. Slain <laughs> in like the most brutal <laughs> yeah. way ever. Yeah. Not Hanging just like. Cross and, yeah. Yeah. So like they were skeptical because even with all the miracles and all the things, I mean, they were a couple of the disciples were on the mountain with Jesus and Moses and uh, Elijah came down from heaven and appeared, (laughs) you know, and they like, even then they couldn't understand what was really happening. So this is just a huge revealing for not only these men and, and the earth, but the world, you know what I mean? Because this was the changing of God now taking control of death and the sense of sin now no longer had no power. So what people need to understand about the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Testament is to prove the new covenant that was always set to come forth, which was God 
redeeming mankind from our rejection and our failures, which was started in the garden. But now Jesus, with his death and resurrection, defeated sin, where now we can come back to the Father through Jesus Christ and his atonement for us. So that's why you have Old Testament and New Testament. Neither are to discredit either, but one is to prove the other. And that's why we now are under the New Testament, the new covenant of Jesus, and don't live by the law in the sense of like, Yes, you keep God's, you know, laws holy and you always think about them. Those are like your those are the foundation of judgment, you know. Well, the law shows us our errors. That's yes, that's where we can it. find it. Yes, that for sure. And that's where we can find our errors in the law. So while no longer are we judged by it, that is the the still standard to be judged by. Like we will all go through judgment. Don't get me don't get me wrong there. Everybody will be judged about what they did and the choices that they made, but there's only one there's only one thing that you got to do to be saved and that's confess that Jesus is Lord. And then you're saved by grace. So there's nothing that you can be judged on according to that. Cause it's a gift. It's a gift from God. And that's why we're talking about this and why we're trying to expose this stuff too, is because you can see this evil that is like spreading on earth. You can see this mystery religion. Like you can see the proof because of the men that have made sure that like it has stayed alive. And even Satan, he's got so much pride that he wants people to know who rules this earth right now. Absolutely. God is in control. God gave Satan the, the, this kingdom. And that's why Jesus said, I'm not of this world because it's not my kingdom. Like it's somebody else's right now. And that is Satan. And that's why we're trying to tell you having faith in Jesus comes from sometimes seeing the evil for what it really is. That is because that's actually how I came to my life and my faith in God is I seen the evil and I seen that this, beast system or this satanic system is everywhere including in our government hollywood and this is why it's so important to understand symbolisms because i feel like that's when you begin to understand that there's a much darker and sinister plot happening that the bible's trying to tell you about more than really anything yeah i mean and that's totally true i completely agree it's like you can see the evil that's happening. And when you understand that the Bible has already foretold about this and really gives you the specific examples about these old demonic gods that they used to worship. And when you see them still here today, you really have to be able to make that connection. And really it just makes the Bible come so much more to life instead of thinking that it's some kind of story that was written by man for, control and all this fables and make-believes no it, it's real accounts of these people it talks about the israelites you know we have israel today and we have all of these old gods that are still around being worshipped by these secret societies today and it just makes the world really makes sense a lot of people are are so confused at why the world is the way it is today it's because it's being controlled by these people, these families, these old families that really have never stopped. They, they trace their bloodlines just like a lot of other people do. And it's gone throughout history and they understand and they keep this in the very elect few people to basically orchestrate Satan's plan for this earth, but which will ultimately play out as the book of Revelation. Yes. Which means if people don't understand, then you can know by knowing the Bible that whatever is 
bad is going to happen with Jesus, we're going to be taken care of. And in ultimately in the end, you know, we're going to win. Yes. God's already won. He won on the cross. And that's why Satan is working double time. It seems like to get as many souls confused and deceived as possible because he knows where he's headed. He knows what his judgment is. There is no salvation. There is no redemption for him. I mean, this is all a plan that started even before man was created because God knew what was going to happen. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we can't, we can't assume that God just was surprised. Now, he understood the consequence. That's to see what people need to understand is people, you know, people are like, why did this, why did it happen? Why did it have to go this way? Free will. You need mm-hmm. to understand that the power of free will is the greatest power you are given. If God has free will and can choose to do as he pleases, cause he's God. So nobody's telling him what he can and can't do, but he's holy, righteous, you know, understand like all knowing, we are not that. And so when we try to, you know, act like we understand things on a deeper level that we don't, and we let all these things of the earth, you know, confuse our minds from seeing that there is a God and that we were made in his image and given the ability to create and like with life, we're able to create life ourselves. What an amazing, other than free will, you can willingly fr- freely, go, you know, mate with a human and make another life. Like how insane is that? That is a beautiful gift, but it comes with consequences. So remember that God just understood the consequences of the gift that he bestowed upon humans. Not that he wanted it to be this way. He really did not want it to be this way. That's for sure. Because he made everything good. But in order to have free will, you have to have a choice of good and bad. And so mm-hmm. while bad is bad, and God knows bad is bad, if there is no choice of bad, you're only a program. These pro these computers, these phones, everything, they're they're made to be good, like operate in the good sense. If it doesn't operate the way that it's made, you throw it away or you call somebody and you're like, Hey, fix this. Like, this isn't good. It is not doing what it's supposed to do. Like when I click my mouse on this part of the computer screen, or when I press the button on my microphone, it better do what, what it's programmed to do or else it's junk. So see, God didn't make us as junk, just programmable junk. He said, I made you good, but now choose, choose to be good. And right off the bat, we said, now nah, we'll, we'll be disobedient. And, you know, well, and because of Satan's deception. because of Satan, exactly. Uh, you know, we made the choice, but he was the catalyst for that choice because he knew what we were going to become, which was higher than him. We are higher than the angels. So when people are like, I have a guardian angel and angels are like, yeah, angels are powerful and they are in a, in a, you know, dimension of reality that we don't see and understand. And thank God that that we don't see that because they are battling. Like, you know, it talks about how Gabriel they're fighting. Yeah. They're fighting things that you cannot see. So thank God for the angels. But at the end of the day, they are not made in the image of God and they are not given the same ability that we were given. Hence why we will be above the angels. So that's biblical. And Satan did not like that, even though he was made beautiful and perfect in his way. The pride that was found within him, the iniquity God seen and was like, I, I do not like this. I do not like where your where your mind is at. I do not like where your choices are headed. And Satan made many others in the celestial kingdom follow him. That's what's insane. Like if I was in heaven, you know, as an angel and Satan, this this angel came to me and said, well, we're going to rebel against the creator. I'd be like, wait, are you are you serious? Are, are you seriously this stupid? 
<laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. you can't rebel against the creator. And so um, I'm sure you got some, but I had this quote with that, you know, with that this darker force and like this hidden wisdom is what ultimately being unleashed and, and brought forth through Satan. And in a book called proofs of a conspiracy by John Robinson, he says nothing can bring about the uh, nothing can bring this talking about like a new world order or the new age of, of mankind can bring this about. But hidden societies, hidden schools of wisdoms are the means of which one day men will be free from their bonds. Princes and nations shall vanish from the earth. You see free from their bonds because they truly believe that we are on the same level of God. Or that we can achieve a higher level than God, that we can somehow outsmart God. See, that's the deception that people in Freemasonry and Illuminati and these occult pagan things, they believe that there's almost an opportunity to achieve a higher state than God himself because he's withholding information. So the more information they gather, the more full of light they are. Yes, exactly. I was. Th- that's the main deception that's coming is, oh, you don't need Jesus to be saved. You need to reach this next evolution and be able to see the inner light and become illuminated or enlightened. And yeah, Jesus can help you get there, but he wasn't the only one that was able to do this. These ascended masters all reached this state of nirvana or enlightenment. And so that's why, yeah, that because what really they're not going to fully bash on Jesus because they're going to try to deceive as many Christians as possible, but they're just going to go with the fact that he's not the only way to be able to make this happen. And that's why they, you know, eventually will try to co-op that message of Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is cool. He's good. Yeah, there's he's fine with him, but he's just not the only way. And... <sighs> That's why they got the one eye and, you know, things is because that's that's what they're talking about is is enlightening your consciousness, not your like eyeballs. They say that your spiritual, you know, like, you know, my pastor at my church this weekend was talking about spiritual blindness, you know, and I had actually taught a little bit of teaching about like why Jesus healed the blind. Jesus said, I am the light of the world or I am the light, you know? So Jesus, when he's talking about the mind's eye in Matthew six, he's talking about when your eye is single, singly focused on one light, that it is full of good light. That's because your mind is focused on God, Jesus, you know, like one God, one person to, to fill you up with the true light, the truth. That's what he's talking about. When he said he is the light, he is the truth. So when you want to fill your mind up, you want to fill it with truth. You wouldn't want to fill your mind up with a bunch of lies and deception because now when he's talking about when your eye is full of dark or full of a false light, that it's actually darkness. And how great is that darkness? Because once you've put your mind into a box of darkness, you're you're now running around in this darkness thinking, oh, I understand this or I understand this truth or I want to see this. But you're never fully grasping what is actually being done to you and into your mind. And so it's all rooted in like Eastern mysticism too, like this new age movement of Christianity. That's ultimately where it comes from is like a lot of these Eastern it's called Eastern mysticism. And, you know, it's this attempt to, give spiritual light or psychic training to, you know, your mind's eye. And it's amazing how it's infiltrated the Christian movement, especially today with, you know, TikTok and all these, like, be careful on social media. right now. if you're listening to me, like you'll see a ton of Christian pages that are posting garbage like this about like, 
chakra. We said, we're giving you the tools, the understanding to not necessarily just look into it, like, because you need to understand the roots of it to to get a better grasp of the Bible. But just so if somebody starts presenting this crap to you, whether that be your pastor, a friend, or someone you're watching on YouTube or wherever the heck you get your content for Christianity, you need to know these phrases and these words because truly it's got a lot of people. It really does. And it's sad to see. It is sad to see for sure. Unfortunately, like you said, it deceives a lot of people and that's why it's so important to know the Bible and know the truths of the Bible because if you understand the Bible, then all of this will, you will be given the Holy Spirit to discernment to sense when he'll give a check in your heart when someone starts talking about this. And you don't have to instantly just, oh, I rebuke you. I will not listen to what you're saying. You can, you know, hear them out, but yes. just don't let it seep in and understand that. And start really praying for them because you can understand that they're under a spiritual deception right then and there. And they're, they need to have the Holy Spirit awakened in them so they can discern and see the error in their ways. You don't have to just start praying for them right then and there and make it all weird, obviously. But when you have that discernment, you're, you, you know, we're trying to get to Hollywood, but these programs, these movies, they, download into your subconscious yeah if you don't have that holy spirit to be able to discern that your subconscious picks up so much more than we can even understand and so when we're not able to have the holy spirit in us and be able to discern it it's just downloading into us and before we know it it's deeply rooted inside of us and all of a sudden we think that's what we actually believe and really it's just our subconscious that's been picking up all this stuff without us even consciously understanding it. And so that's why the Holy spirit is so important because it gives us the ability to discern the spirit of what is behind what it's saying. Cause unfortunately, if it doesn't come from God, you know, there's good and evil. So if it doesn't come from God, then it's evil. Yes. Light and dark. You have to understand it's the duality of life. It's the duality these people understand as well. And that's why they like to shine a little bit of light, but keep most people in the dark because they feel proud and arrogant and kind of like Taylor was talking about earlier. They're pretty much modern day Pharisees, not in the sense that they're, you know, Jewish hierarchy of, of, you know, the faith that we believe in in, and God, the Messiah, but they have this authority that they've been given and and taught through their families or through ancient, you know, historical passing down or, you know, whatever affiliation. And that's how it seeps into, you know, this Hollywood movie magic and like becomes the idea for premises of making movies even now because now you start looking at how movies are made and like the premise of what it because what it takes to become a hollywood movie star you know you you'll hear people say it you got to sell your soul and that sounds insane but you know you start looking at movies and you start looking at some of the things that they talk about and show as quote fiction but you start seeing the like nasty reality but behind these things and like one of the craziest movies and craziest just just to show the perversion that Hollywood's under and how delusional they are. This is something I actually started out with on my Instagram, but um, Rosemary's baby. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that one's uh, one to get into about Hollywood because that movie was directed by one of Hollywood's most famous. And, and like this guy, they, it's hard to think that they stood and they cheered for a man that wasn't even being able to be presented at the Oscar award because he was in another country because he fled because of what he had done. So the director of Rosemary's baby, which we'll get into the premise of that movie was Roman Polanski. And anybody that knows Roman Polanski in Hollywood, he's made a lot of famous movies. He's, he's a very, you know, like known director in Hollywood. And he was married to a woman named Sharon Tate. Okay. And Rosemary's baby came out what in sixties, is it 60s yeah Yeah, 60s yeah it was definitely 60s i want to say it was 69 yeah it was late 60s either mid 60s like 67 or 69 but yeah it was in the 60s and and 68 all right and what it was what it was the premise was about was a woman who was literally deceived by her husband because he's an he, actor who's an actor in the movie spoiler which if you haven't seen this movie by now like I said <laughs> we have a we have a thing here on this show if it's over 10 to 15 years old and you haven't seen it spoiler alerts whatever like you need to go watch it and honestly you don't even get to watch this movie this movie is twisted because oh it's dark it's dark but it shows a reality that we're trying to tell oh, yeah. you that is in hollywood and the, the, there's more than one movie like this but this is just a good way to get into hollywood and the sick twisted like perversion of it and the repercussions of, well, of think about how famous it became too it became yeah it's a cult what and isn't that weird in, in movies and like in hollywood they have like once a, a a movie becomes like a hit with a certain type of audience or in a certain type of genre it's all of a sudden now considered a cult classic because it gets like a cult like following of mm-hmm. people that like want to dissect every aspect of the movie even down to the clothes there you know like it gets really like crazy how analytical and into these movies people get and so that's considered a cult classic in some spaces which the right now i'll just say it, the movie is about a man's getting his wife into a, a group of satanists that to have her have satan's baby to have Satan impregnate her and he sells, he pretty much sells her out so that he can become famous because he's an actor. And so he sells his wife to this like couple that are up like this old cut. And that's, what's crazy. The the couple that like gets involved, them all involved in this is just a nice old couple that you would think like has some grandkids, but the guy goes and golfs three days a week. Grandma's just up there making some type of food. You know what I mean? Like they seem like these really innocent old people, but man, right off the bat like somebody dies and the the man and the woman were like oh yeah we knew that we knew her and it was like super weird how like all of a sudden she dies and then they just attach on to this woman and then yeah throughout the whole movie she's being conditioned and that gets into what we're talking about even in hollywood like they literally if you want to see what happens in hollywood to people and how they get quote conditioned or or like mind control even and how they use everything around you to make you feel like you're crazy watch that movie because that's what they do to this lady rosemary the whole time she's like i don't feel good and he's like oh you need to see the doctor and it's like a very specific doctor and she's starting to like catch on that like it's really weird and yeah long story short that movie's about a woman getting impregnated by satan and they literally have the scene where like she's knocked out on drugs because her husband drugged her and then she's getting She's having sex with the devil in that movie, dude. More like the R word by the devil, but 
yeah it's yeah it's raped she was raped by yeah. the devil um so yeah. yeah it wasn't her will because like i said her husband drugged her but then she's like in a daze and she wakes up and she's like what's going on and they're all like chanting cultic stuff and they're wearing <laughs> robes and stuff and watching satan uh rape this woman yeah and she ends up having satan's baby and oh my gosh the baby at the end <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you, you only laugh because you know you think of technology like if this movie was made today oh it'd be f- it would it'd be, be freaky it'd be freaky i'm surprised somebody hasn't why. tried that yeah. but uh, it's weird it's a weird movie but the reason we talk about this movie is because roman polanski now okay i'll give roman the benefit of the doubt he grew up during world war ii i think or in france and he grew up in a lot of like poverty and a lot of area that like had war and so he's seen a lot of like crazy stuff as a kid like because you know i've done a lot of because that's the thing people that we expose we don't just like throw under the bus just because they're evil they obviously had to become evil but once you get into making movies and now you're making movies like this to exist forever, you know, that's where judgment can come. Like I, I get it. He had some trauma and maybe he's, you know, expressing that trauma through these film. And, you know, that's how some people would say art is expressed as their trauma is expressed through art, but mm. I'm sorry. It's not art anymore. When you have the movie premise around a Hollywood actor selling his wife to get raped, to have Satan's baby. Like, I'm sorry. We're no longer in that, like expressing, your childhood trauma or whatever. Like we're literally into now pagan sex, magic, Alistair Crowley type of like stuff that's being presented here. And that's way older than the movie. So see, that's when you have this understanding of why this, like why he had this ritual in the movie. It was a satanic ritual and it was to bring about the antichrist really. Like that's kind of what it was like was to bring in the antichrist. Like even though it's the sixties and it wasn't really even anything about that. That's essentially what the movie's premise was is like, we will as a, you know, the Satanists will eventually have what they want, which is their antichrist, the new world order, or, you know, this master to worship and follow the beast. And so Roman Polanski He's a convicted, this is not conspiracy. He is a convicted child predator, child rapist. He took a girl, a 13 or 14 year old girl. He got her all high on quaaludes and at Jack Nicholson's house, he went and he raped her in a jacuzzi. And she, for some reason, didn't do anything about it for a long time because dude, these people, powerful people in Hollywood, she was exactly that, that, that the, uh, there's a lot of victims that don't speak out that, that like get abused in these higher echelons of society because they know they have no chance versus their lawyers or versus their like Mm -hmm. it's them versus them, you know, kind of like Michael Jackson. Ooh, that might really get a lot of people worked up when you say that Michael might've done it, but, it was it was these kids and these people that are bringing out these accusations versus Michael Jackson, which is a celebrity like worldwide loved by people and his music was loved. So, of course, there's going to be people to defend him. And in my opinion, Michael did it. This Michael is- Jackson's an interesting he is, character he is- study because he. He got messed up, too. See, I well, he, the was, best. He, he was as a child, his dad, his child. dad. But yes. he started talking about the system. Yes. And started talking about history books. His death was all... very sus. So, yeah. Oh, he was definitely eventually killed by the. Because I think eventually. Here's the thing if you're a celebrity, you reach a status that Michael Jackson reached. And then the they, as a ritual, they will publicly shame you and tear you down. But here's the thing once your image and your you know, record is blemished and basically destroyed. 
what else do you have to lose? So at that point, I feel like he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to start exposing everything I can, which does not make what he did right by any means. But at that point, it's like, well, I'm just going to start exposing these guys because they basically ruined me and ruined my career. And then at that point, you're so dangerous, especially with a following like Michael Jackson have. They have that's the only thing they can do is get rid of you. Same with Tupac. You know, Tupac, Tupac. What, mm-hmm. Tupac was in, in the game and knew what they wanted for him to be a superstar celebrity. And then all of a sudden he's not down and he makes this album called the Don Caluminati Seven Day Theory and like literally made an album about anti-Illuminati and anti-system and then dies not too long <laughs> long after, you know? So people that become celebrities and get involved in this, whether that because now I think Michael did go through a period, but I also, like you said, that's an interesting story because there's a lot of conspiracy around Michael Jackson. And even if who Michael, like if, if something w- went on with him, that was much deeper than even we know, because there was that Pepsi incident on that Pepsi commercial where his hair caught on fire and you can go back and look up the oh, video yourself. I see Dude, it. He was on fire. It wasn't just like a little. Oh, he, he was. He was like straight severely. Yeah, this oh, disfigured. Yeah. Okay, and so disfigured. now this yeah. is where you know we start you know getting into really crazy conspiracy you know talk here where we can't confirm nor deny. But I really do believe that after that point they had a much easier time to control Michael and what he did, and he like even lost himself because he was so disfigured. You know, he started getting all these surgeries and all this mm-hmm. stuff happening. Like they started twisting because he was no longer the same person after that. And a lot of people think that that was a huge turning point in Michael's career is after that Pepsi commercial where he got lit where his hair lit on fire and it, it changed everything about him. And now he was on prescription pill. Like, you know, that's ultimately how he died was like having terrible doctors that gave him terrible prescriptions. So, we we feel for celebrities that especially childhood celebrities that are, go in it to a young because I heard some terrible things about Michael Jackson as well that his dad obviously was, was pimping him out and like yeah. with his brothers and his brothers were pimping him out like they would have group because dude this was the biggest group you know like this kid you know the face of Jackson Five the brothers are huge the dad is making bankroll off the kids and they're traveling all around you don't think women were throwing themselves at wanting Michael no matter matter what age he's a tiny little kid you don't think there were girls that wanted to sleep with michael and you better believe the brothers definitely were doing things in the same rooms i heard that there was like you know people that were close to michael this is why he had such a problem growing up and like feeling like he was a child is because he had his childhood truly robbed away from him because Mm -hmm. if you're on tour all the time and you're a professional celebrity and you're as famous as michael jackson was and then your brothers are a little bit older and they're getting all these groupies and stuff after the concerts and they're bringing them back to the same hotel room michael's sleeping in regardless if michael's involved or not that's trauma like that's sexual abuse trauma like michael jackson definitely went and seen he probably got put on drugs who knows what he was exposed to being in that industry and what his own family did to him so i truly do feel so when people are like oh my god you just you know yeah well you know what that's what happens when you know abusers are abused as kids that doesn't give them like what michael did he could have come out and stopped that and he could have done a lot more instead of going along with this fantasy i mean what he did was he had a fantasy like a lot of humans have a deep dark sin and and he acted upon it because nobody was there to stop him or tell him it was wrong 
That's the problem with Michaels. He had handlers and people that were even above him saying, whatever you'd want to do, we'll sleep under the, we'll sweep under the rug. We'll give you whatever you want because you're so famous. You have so much power. You just keep making records and we'll just keep everything else at bay. Well, and they know, oh, okay, you want to yeah, do all yeah. this stuff? This yes, gives us we, plenty of dirt yes. now. And if you ever step out of line, guess what? This is what we're going to do. So they're going to let you do whatever you yes, want. Yes. They're going to, they it's know called, black. It's called honey. It's called honey potting. Like, and that, that's a general term for a specific thing, but it's like what they would do with Jeffrey Epstein. So this is why they don't want Jeffrey Epstein, uh, even though, excuse me, even though that, the guy can't seem to die even after he's been dead all these years. He's still in the news cycle. They're always finding something. They're always seeing some connection or some wicked plot that he had even after the grave. And that's what this guy Island was all about and why there's so many celebrities that don't want their names attached to him either is because what they were doing on the island, which just think about it for a second, Taylor. If you had your own private island that you uh, had celebrities, politicians, all kinds of high figures coming out, wouldn't you have every single corner of that place cameraed out? Wouldn't well, you yeah. have a camera? And flight and then, logs. They and have the flight, flight logs. Exactly. And so now if somebody goes there thinking, oh, we're just going to get away on a business trip, uh, uh, you know, without thinking anything nefarious is going to go on. Because you want to try and give people the benefit of the doubt. And yet most of them are sickos. If you flew there more than one time, definitely know you uh, <laughs> mm. wanted to go there out of your own pleasure. But there may have been people that went there one time and said, hey, you know, there's this guy, Jeffrey, you know, supposedly, you know, Donald Trump. Well, going you know, to a private it. island sounds but, yeah, pretty sick. It does sound pretty sick. I mean, if somebody came up to you right now, it's like, I'll fly you out to a private island. We're going to go party with this like famous guy that's like has tons of money you know kind of like a dan blitzer or what was that guy's name that's just super serious yeah but, dude i <laughs> i don't want to get yeah. it in but, but pretty much like dude you want to go party with this guy yeah he's cool i've seen him on video like and then people go on his yachts and go shooting guns with him so they can make it seem super cool and then all of a sudden they're having a party and you think everything's chill you don't know cameras are there and then they have some guests come over you know, some escorts and you think, oh, they're of age because sometimes girls can look a lot older than they are. And all of a sudden you think you're with an 18 year old, which is still probably risque as an adult. But, you know, these men, these sickos, these old perverted guys are like, ooh, 18, I, I won't get in trouble. Oh, OK, you can do all this stuff. You never will be exposed because we're on a private island. All of a sudden the next day they after you leave, they send you a videotape. Well, we've got you on film sleeping with a 15-year-old. What? She said she was 18. No, no, she's 15. Uh oh, uh oh. Now they've got you. See, yep. they can ruin you. So see, now when people are like, oh, see, so you just want to involve. I'm telling you that there's a secret cabal happening that they know how to get people into traps that have a lot of power. Therefore, if you get somebody in one of these circumstances or these traps, like a snare, what is the devil always trying to set? What does the Bible say? A snare, not a trap to kill you, a snare to trap you. And so these people get trapped. And now all of a sudden your influence and your power better go towards the agenda or else the public's all of a sudden going to see on TMZ or world star that somebody was screwing a 15 year old. And then all of a sudden you're the main headline news and you're the most disgusting, disgusting discredited person that's ever walked the planet that fast in one night yep and everything that you've been working for now is just gone this is why you got to be careful about who you talk to online what you're doing online what you're putting online if you think that somebody's not watching you are wrong okay and with that you know just remember seriously 
you just want to be aware that this is happening and that there's a lot of good people that get caught up in it. And that that's not our goal here is to call everybody in Hollywood evil. We're just telling you the roots and the origin Hollywood, the system is corrupt and it's evil to the core because it's all about mammon. It's all about money. And when something is all about money, that is when you can see the evil. So remember, that's what the Bible teaches. The root of all evil is the love of money, not money, the love of money. So if you ever want to look into something or you think something might be fishy, follow the money. That's yep, the key. Follow true. the money. You follow the money, you start getting up and it doesn't take long really to, oh, this it's connected to this. Oh, it was funded by this person. Oh, yeah, this person has sketch. And then you keep going up, you know, and that's why a lot of those groups that were funded by George Soros, George Soros, you know, he's got a lot of questionable things about him. And if he's funding all of your these groups that you're supporting, you should really second guess what that's all really about. Because George Soros is definitely a part of the elite and the secret societies. Yeah, and maybe next episode we can talk more about George Soros and the things that he uh, funds and his little background. Because see, this is this is what we'll end on. You can go back to the old and study the ancient religion to see the religion that exists free and well today, Freemasonry. Just type into Google, into your Google Maps, Freemason Temple, and it will take you to the nearest 10 that there's are on your street your town, Yeah, There's definitely one in your town or one close to your town. So that's where you can study the old to see that it's still alive and well on your street corners today, if you want to call it a conspiracy. Or you can look at Hollywood and the people that you worship and watch all the different things and see the things that they're presenting or the things that they're putting into their movies or that the way they're living their life and the choices they're making. And you can tie it all back. It literally is very easy to see. So be a watchman. Be on guard. And when you see something that isn't right or you feel like something isn't right, don't just let it set like investigate it or, or try to tell somebody about it. And maybe, you know, you'll wake somebody up. That's the whole point is freedom. We want to continue to have freedom. And that's ultimately what's on the line here is our freedom. And if we don't do something soon, they're going to take it away. And it's going to be peace through security, not peace through freedom. Yes. And if, and really when you're looking that up, it's really for yourself too, because there is going to be a major deception happening. And, you know, we all like to think that we're not going to be deceived but when we, if we just make that assumption, then we will absolutely be deceived. So when we're looking this up, yes, it's so we can share other people, but it's also for our own discernment because discernment, while the Holy Spirit can make us able to discern something right away, if we, just like the Bible, if we don't read our Bible and study the Bible, we're never going to have a great understanding of it. And people are going to be able to twist it up, you know, not to poke at you, but, you know, one of my favorite stories about when you were a young Christian and you met that couple at Subway or Chipotle. Chipotle. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a, uh, but yes, that was a, that was a rough we, time. We can think too highly of what we know at times yes. and it can lead us into some situations that we're not fully prepared for. Yes. And so we need to discern for others, but also for our own sake as well. Yes. And funny you mentioned that because that's the key to end on. We as people sometimes want to go to battle, but if you don't have ammo, or you don't have a sharp sword, you're not going to get very far. So studying the word, which is the sword, the yep. word is the sword. 
sharpen your sword every single day, put on your armor. That's what God says in Ephesians, put on your spiritual armor. Okay. And like, also something I just want to, like, I heard that the other day that I want to end on is it's easy. It's easier to be saved like ABC. That's that salvation is easy as ABC. A admit you're a sinner. Romans 3:10, as is written, there is none righteous, not one. Romans 3:23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. B believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Romans 5:8, but God come. <clears throat> Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And C, call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that he shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's that simple, people. Be saved and be a watchman and continue on and just... Listen to what God is trying to teach you every single day and what he wants you to do with your life, just like he's doing with us and what we're doing right here. And it will be good. And you have nothing to worry about. At the end of the day, all this stuff that other people are worried that are there involved in, we pray for them that they come out of it. Truly. We pray for everybody that is stuck in the deception in Hollywood or wherever government. We truly pray for those people because we love them and we don't want to see them perish. And we want to see nobody perish. A watchman's job is to make sure that we don't have blood on our hands at the end of the day. Ezekiel 33. All right. I love you all and a great episode. And we'll see you on the next one. God bless. Take care, everybody. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.